Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post game show. Hey, hi, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. Episode 368, the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit and the ultimate post game party. Um, I forgot one part. I guess we'll do it at the end. We'll I'll just throw the music in the you're not special song for the for the audio only version. But oh we god, can play it every time we say anything today, and uh. I'd be fine with it because it's just <laughs> so absolutely applicable. It hurt us like this hurts. was embarrassing. Like this was an embarrassment to the sport of football. Like this this is what happens when like a D three team like pays a bunch of money and gets an SEC club to show up for a week. <laughs> Like this is what was supposed to happen. Second, not one State. moment. <laughs> yeah, like the, I didn't even when the score was still close at halftime at ten to nothing. Like that was like a very obvious. Like okay, so when are the Bengals actually gonna like realize that like we literally can't cover their receivers? So they should probably stop this ridiculous two tight end crap. Just come up three wide and then we're dead. Yeah. Like the, the, there's just no chance. We have no hope. You know, like all hope is gone. The Slipknot album, like that's. <sighs> It's over. How there's chest. did they? I mean, how did they not know? Everybody knew three wide oh, yeah. is going to destroy this defense. Everybody knew that. Oh, how did they come out with a game plan that was anything different than that? I, 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 well, Zach Taylor is a terrible head coach would be the answer to that question. And then they still spanked us pretty harshly today, which tells you a lot about the state of the organization right now. <laughs> like they came up with the absolute wrong game plan and still were winning 10 nothing at halftime yeah. and then decided to implement the proper game plan and there was no answer Spit like, and, and the team. <laughs> that's the thing man they're just there is no answer yeah. yeah like the if if there is it's not on the team right now and i don't think they're in a position to go be buyers at the trade deadline like do we want to take on someone else's bad contract for a, a decent player like and granted like if there are multiple years maybe that's an answer well let's let's <laughs> let's talk about that we'll talk about that we'll talk about the game we'll do a round table discussion but there's two of us so it may be just like a I don't know. I don't yeah. know what's going to call today. <laughs> we'll take your calls and a whole lot more. We've got a great show. I'm certain of it. It's going to be better than the game you watched. And we got a lot of golf talk coming, I guarantee it. Uh, Ash, you ready to go, man? <laughs> that is the lowest bar we have ever set. <laughs> Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Hey, we're starting off on the right foot with a super chat from Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Bench Jared Goff if he's too scared or unwilling to make plays downfield. Let's see what Blah can do. At least he'll take Blah those chances. Blah can throw interceptions. <laughs> At least he'll take those chances. Tell me another. Um, yeah. Thanks to the Super Chat, Jan, uh, Dan. We are definitely going to go into the Jared Goff story today. And 100%. What's, what else is there out there for this team? Man? Gosh. Um, okay. I got to talk about St. Jude first. Uh, really quick, just let me get this this out there. stjude.org slash DLP. We've got a match today during the show for the first $250 we raised towards St. Jude. Um, we will get $250 matched so we can get 500 bucks pretty quick there for the for the kids. So if you find it in your heart. Let's have something good come from today. <laughs> if you find it in your heart and you can find it in your wallet, go to stjude.org slash DLP and help those uh, those kids out. Appreciate it. Again, there's, oh, there's Flounder with the uh, Super Chat. Matching 250 today. Let's make it good. All right. I got to write down the number here. 
nine. That means I'm going to do math. Oh well. Okay. I will count it up when we get in. Uh, when we get there, I'll let you guys know. Say Jude.org/slash DLP. It's tax deductible too. All tax deductible. All right. Jared Goff, superhero. Um, obviously pro bowler. Uh, all pro. You're talking like Aquaman, right? <laughs> His eyes are too close together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it, that's uh that's two weeks in a row of of just nothing. I was like, you like, know, they they talk about you know animals. The more their eyes are on the side of their head, the more their prey versus the yep. forward-looking eyes are, are those of a predator. And if you kind of carry that forward as close as his eyes are together, you would think he would be the ultimate predator predator out there. But maybe he's got like walleye vision or something because he can't see wide open receivers. Well, he's just so laser focused in this is because of that. <laughs> like he's just, it's, it's right here. <laughs> so when DeAndre Swift is absolutely wide open to the point where like I could probably make that throw. And I say that as a guy who like, legitimately my shoulder is is garbage if i could if i threw a ball 30 yards if, like if I, and i put that on camera it would be one of those like legendary epic laughter things like just forever <laughs> i would be on the internet i'd be the, the new star wars kid <laughs> let's let's talk about that <laughs> i mean maybe a 20 grand we can do that <laughs> Ash throws the football <laughs> We hit 50, there will be me trying to throw a football 50 oh, yards, man. and we'll see how well that goes. All right, all right. So <laughs> I wanted to go back. We were t- I, I, we briefly were chatting before the show, and I was so, so happy that they showed the replay and called out DeAndre Swift being open. What they didn't say was you had three wide outs bunched on the right. Uh, you had a wide out on the left, one wide out on the left, and Swift slid over to the right with a bunch of receivers. So you had four basically receivers on the right side of the line. Goff gets pressure, and he runs to the left. Okay, error numero uno. You've now limited yourself to a single potential target, which you know is, is going to be covered. You've got no action to help your person get open over there. But that's the way you go, because I don't know because. Then you look to the right, and you say, wow, had Goff maybe just scanned his receivers. I don't know why he never seemed to look to the right, but there's DeAndre Swift, wide open. Could be maybe a touchdown. I don't know what the angles were for some of the defenders on the field. I mean, but he had a lot of green in front of him for sure. And that was definitely minimum 25 yards. Moose was pretty sure that was going to the house. I believe he specifically said that that, that, was, that was going to the house if, if Jared Goff even saw that it was there. Yeah. But... He did not. And uh, in this case, I can't throw up a string of screenshots and GIFs that tell you why it would be physically impossible for him to make that play. Uh, unlike the Quintez Cephas wide open in the middle of the field, one where I still to this day, I don't want him making that throw because that's just a lazy lob up the middle of the field. But this one, like there's like, there's, there's nothing positive I, happening I, at the, the quarterback, like nothing. There you know, is it's, no it, doubt. two weeks in a row without a touchdown pass. Yeah. There's no doubt. You know? And when he was, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. There's no doubt. Even, There's nothing to turn to. No, that's exactly it. Like if you put one of our backup quarterbacks in, it would be worse than this. Yeah. Like that's, that is where we're at is we do not have a plan for the present and we do not have a plan for the future. 
and which is hope. depressing. But I said <laughs> at the time when this trade was made that we got extra picks for taking Jared Goff from the Rams. And I do still believe that. Like there was always a possibility that he was going to recover and something good was going to come of this. And, you know, maybe he turns back into 2018 guy, but that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. Like it's, it's pretty hard to come up with guys who got traded for not being good who turned out to be good. And I want to, I mean, just isn't a thing. What happened to him? You know what I mean? I mean, he was, he did a lot. He, he played well. I mean, he was absolutely a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. Um, and, and uh, I I think the pro bowl thing was a product of being the quarterback on a very good team. mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In a very large metropolitan area, which like LA loves winners. You know what I mean? If you're in that market and you're winning games, you're the most popular human being on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's just how it's always going to be. And as far as the pro bowl goes, that's how you get into the pro bowl is being on a winning team in a major market that just guarantees it. Like all those years when you see like the entire Dallas Cowboys offensive line, were those the five best offensive linemen in the world? Obviously not, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or if they went to the Super Bowl, it was the entire 49ers offense was there. You know, yeah. like they're, they're just, that's the way this goes. Uh, but yeah, like, I'd even like 2018 to, tape isn't this guy. I'd even like, like to just say, not hey, in any way. there's always next week, right? Because, and, and you could, you know, any other time or any other situation, you could say, hey, the Rams are so good. They're going to be looking past the Lions. This is a great chance. Not McVeigh. McVay wants no, to curb stop off. I guarantee it. I don't think. Yeah. I think Stafford. I think Stafford's just going to go and, and win. It's going to be a game for him. He's. It's. He doesn't have any ill will or animosity. He's just going to go out and win. I, I really believe that. But McVay wants to curb stop Goff. McVay hates Jared Goff and wants yeah. to make sure that he rubs everybody's face in it um, that he can. He, that's just the kind. That's the kind of person he is. I, I really don't. I'm not a fan of McVay, but um, he's winning. So whatever. And the only solace we can take out of this is that you know that goes the other way. He'll never say it. Like Jared Goff is the most milk toast interview of milk toast interviews. But you know that in there, at least I hope that that's in there. Because if that's not in there, then that kid's career is over. You know what I mean? Like if you can't even be mad that they gave up on you and traded you in a year where you quarterbacked them to the NFC championship game, they decided you weren't the guy anymore. You know, like if that doesn't light a fire in you that makes like, we should see next week, the best Jared Goff that has ever Jared Goffed. And if we don't, then you know what, if we're riding to Owen 17, let's ride it on David Blau and let's get as much of this dead cap out of the way as we can. And let's let Jared Goff go back up quarterback, somebody else, or just get out. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to happen. Like for a million reasons, that is not going to happen, but like it just something has to be better than this. And like, yes, the receivers suck. The receivers are the worst receivers in the NFL. Like that's not even questionable. No, no, we don't. Have, he, I think our best missing the same throws. Like they're yeah. like, how many times do we have to watch him throw the Turkey hole shot three yards out of bounds and have the receiver make a spectacular catch and put his body on the line exactly as he would, if it were a throw in bounds and come up with an awesome, like Kadero Hodge in the fourth quarter today. Like he laid out for one and made an amazing play that doesn't matter. And, you know, like he's going to get kudos for that in the receiver room and probably get some extra playing time for having been the guy who goes up and gets that ball. But that ball was four yards out of bounds. 
Like there's no excuse for that. And like, how many times do we watch him throw a five yard out and miss that? Because yes, that one on fourth down with Amon Ross St. Brown was St. Brown's fault. Yeah. The other 17 this year have not been Amon Ross St. Brown's <laughs> fault. I, I have to tell like, you. And that's a distinction we have to make, man. <laughs> um, Thunder, I can't say his name. Thunder C. Smith in the chat said uh, the top comment in the post game thread killed him. I have to read it because it is absolutely right on point. Um, yeah, okay, here it is. Um, I had more fun watching Schindler's List than this absolute abortion of a game. Wow. I don't know if that's... Yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. <laughs> it was sad, but it was a good movie. It was a good movie. This wasn't and a the, good movie even today. part of this game for me was when my internet kicked out in the middle of the third quarter and I didn't watch about five minutes of the game. <laughs> that was the best part. Oh man. That's where we're at. And something, and look, also like I understand that you will play this team will play to win until that very last second. But like those onside kicks were completely unnecessary. And calling those timeouts at the end of the game was just increasing the chance that somebody gets injured. Like I, if I, and there's, and there's no reason for that. And the going for on fourth down at your what were we at like our twenty nine something like that. Yeah. yeah, that was a way, hey we got it great. Not a good yeah. call. Not that doesn't call. make it the right decision. It's desperation. It's desperation. Never confuse result with process. Yeah, yeah, that was. So here we are, Lions fans so. in a familiar place. Do you want them to be desperate when they're desperate, or do you want them to just take it? Like, this is the other side of that initial press conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's not the guy who's just like, well, we're down 30. I guess we'll just uh, start punting on third down, basically. We'll just run little, you know, we'll run out the clock, too. We'll play this game. That's very clearly not who he is. Uh, but at the end, if I was the Bengals, I probably would have thrown a couple deep shots. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just as a all right, you want to lose by fifty? Let's do that then. I just I just caught a big whiff of Canada there when you're talking. <laughs> it's when I get worked up, it comes out a little bit more. <laughs> it, it smells good. It's refreshing. Um, tell you what, let's uh, let's take some calls. We got caller on the line right now. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Oh wait. Uh, hey, Dylan. None. None, not really a drinker. Okay. Probably like a case of a drinker, but um, okay. yeah. You poor man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good to be here with you guys, but yeah, man. I'm just thinking like after today's game, only some team is a real, real possibility. I mean, it's it, it's something that you know you don't want to think about, but you got to come to terms because. I mean, Jared Goff, it's, it's not like Sly saying he's got a lot of talent and his receivers that he's going to and, you know, Cephas getting hurt and everything. But, I mean, guys, you, you have to start thinking about this. Like, this this could actually happen, and especially with the uh, Jazz game. They win over uh, Miami today on Monday. It's, it's, it's a real possibility. So, I mean, what do you guys think? you think, like, there's any chance? Because, I mean, I, I just don't see it. It's like, yeah, there's been some close calls with uh, Baltimore and, and Minnesota, but it's like, it's like the defense, like the defense, you cannot ask the defense to hold a team to, you know, 
20 points or less to give us a shot. Like, that's a very hard, especially the defense that we have with the lack of talent it it got. So it's like, I, would I, say, I just don't. Um, really quick, I would say that our defense, I think, held up amazingly well for the amount of time that they were on the field, for the lack of support that they got from the offense. I'm surprised the score was mm-hmm. actually that low, to be honest. I mean, you would blink and it, the, the the Bengals would have the ball again. It was incredible. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't have to look up right. what, the, what the, the time of possession was, but I, I have no qualms about the defense. Could it be better? Yeah, for sure. They could do, they could be better. But, man, the defense did them, yeah. or the offense did them absolutely no favor. So, I'm, man, I am birthing Goff's face out of my backside right now. I, I, it is, this yeah. offense is anemic. And, I mean, look, Yep, you have no wide receivers. Sure, they're 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 no, you know that's no, no. hard. That's hard. It's hard when you don't have high wide receivers, but you don't have a quarterback either. And I I I say right now, would we be better with with Matthew Stafford? This is kind of like my litmus test right now. Would we be better? Well, yeah, we'd be better. Would we have won a game? Well, we had those couple close games, oh, yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe right. But I don't know how yeah. much he elevates this crew. I, I I think we're bad in a whole number of spots. And it's to your one seventeen thing. I'll tell you, there's there's four games where we have potential. I think um, a, a realistic potential. The Eagles game, and we got that at home, so that we got that in our side. The Steelers game, it's in yeah. Pittsburgh, but they're they're not that great. And then you got the Bears and yeah. Vikings at home, and I think the Bears we can play better than we did the first game, and the Vikings we've shown that we can play them really close, and both of those were away, so. Um, I think those are the four games to watch for your win. I'm not saying they're going to win all four, but <laughs> I, I think we can we can pull yeah. one or two out of there. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those yeah, cases where I smashing mean, that, the under in Vegas was free money before the season started. Yeah, you know, like they're just lower. They just kept lowering it until some people started betting the over and then left it there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's set the odds so bad that the obvious one doesn't pay anything, but. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, as far as that goes, like how long can the answer be? We don't have any answer. Like, is that acceptable for 17 games? And if we do actually lose 17 games and that was intentional, is that okay? You know what I mean? Like we Uh, had one of them groups before, but if, if that isn't what they told Sheila was going to happen, you know what I mean? Like if they looked her in the face before this season started and said, we think we got six wins out of this and it turns out to be zero. Like how long is this regime going to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Three at years. some point, Three years. The, yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> uh, but the, the yeah. answer has to be something other than we don't have an answer. You know what I mean? Like it was just unfair today to put covering Jamar Chase on Jerry. Like you, you can't. That can't be your answer. But, but what is the answer? No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> there, there is not one on the roster right now. So like, this is not a team that should be a buyer of short-term contracts. No. But like, for example, that C.J. Henderson being available thing—that's a problem we have, and it's a problem we have going forward. And that was a solution to it. And what they paid for that. That's like, why were we not in on something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like Jeff Okuda and CJ Henderson as our starting corners next year puts a shine on my outlook for things. 
here, more I'll than having that fourth round pick does. <laughs> <laughs> like, woo, you know, like maybe we'll get another slot receiver so we can have eight of them on the team at once. Oh, uh, man. oh man. Like, you know what I mean? Like at some point they got to do something. Like there are players who are not playing right now. Golden Tate is on the bench and like, he's not great, but he's better than what we have. He, he's And at a certain right. point, you can't look these players in the face and say, we are giving you an opportunity to win because they know today, today they know they do not. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yeah. this, this is as bad as they can be, but they've been as good as they can be twice and still lost those games too. We just need worse competition. That'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. A relegation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. I really wish that the Lions would have considered taking the Panthers pick instead of going home to the Lions. Maybe I've been the best of staff for maybe because, you know, Panthers are pretty good. But if we would have gotten the eighth pick and we had a seventh pick, we could have got Justin Fields and Felicia. Now, maybe some teams move up because they said, oh, yeah, they definitely take a quarterback. But I don't know. I just feel like I would have been better with that scenario than the current scenario that we have. Where now we have stuck with Jared's golf contract and now we have to deal with him for guys said maybe another year and then you know it's like we really with Justin Fields and now he got finished school like that's like okay yeah he's gonna have a rough couple of years because you know of all the, the lack of talent that you have but you know at least we have him and then we can just you know just go from there yeah. you guys think about that that's the scenario the thing is like this year this sucks more in 2024 having had those extra first round picks will be better assuming that they yeah. don't and draft horrible players with them like if that makes any sense like yes for this year the panthers deal would have been better because I'll, teddy bridgewater is a better quarterback than jared goff i'll also say on the justin fields <laughs> thing one of the you got to think back to um when this was happening when when stafford was was on his way and said he needed to leave, and the line—it's all under the, you know, under the, the the code of secrecy. The Lions can't know at that point that Fields is dropping to them. Nobody knew. I mean, it was everyone was surprised it even made it as far as the Lions in the draft, and then he fell, you know, the down to what, pick in the draft yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. There's no way the Lions are thinking yeah. they're getting Justin Fields. If you think about when this deal was made and what and the knowledge they had at the time, uh, can you imagine if we traded away? Um, Stafford and wound up like like who right who who at else that is point, there? Matt Bridget? Jones yeah is man. the person that would have likely been the like yeah. this guy will definitely be there yeah yeah and I no don't it, want it no I'm out yeah and then you put whoever that is even if you did get Justin you put them on this team I don't think Justin Fields this year is better than Jared Goff with this team I just don't I just don't he he may well be. Yeah. But this is just not a way that you get your player developed with with talent this poor. Again, the my, the famous fourth and one against Chicago with Amon Ra, right? Guys that aren't doing their routes quite right. You can't trust him. You can't trust the timing. Herman said on Monday he, he absolutely has no trust in his receivers. You can see it uh, in Goff. Um, how do you how do you grow and develop a quarterback throwing to that kind of talent? You really really can't. And you nope. you you could you could I think. You know, I still stand by the position that I think we would have wrecked Justin Fields if we got him this year. 
um, on this team. So I, I, it, you don't know that you can get them when you make the deal, so you make the best deal you can. I think you're absolutely r- uh, right, um, Ash, about 2024. We're going to feel pretty good about the Jared Goff deal, but it's between now and then. It's <laughs> it's a tough yeah. road, man. It's a tough road. Yeah. And the thing is, if this is what Goff gives all year, the Lions can get out from under him. It, it, they save a million dollars by cutting him in cap space. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, that is a big, nasty, unfortunate cap hit, but it doesn't stop them from drafting a guy this year. Like, if they decide Corral's the guy, then away we go. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> or, or, and or whichever of the three that appear to probably be getting drafted in the first round at this point. And the problem Whichever is you're, of those, right? you're forced into pulling a a quarterback in a year when they're not, you know, as premier as they would be, yeah. which feels so lions, of course. But then how long are you – that's your guy. I mean, that's Campbell's guy, right? You ride him for three years. If this team isn't turned around, they're, they're betting their careers as coaches in front office on mm-hmm. the quarterback that they draft. Do you get – I mean, is your guy there? He better be if you're going to draft him. If not, you have to tell Sheila, Sheila, you're beautiful for seventy, but you're going to have to wait another year for a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> man, that would be a rough conversation right oh, now. Oh, imagine the you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and imagine the the players, imagine the coaches, yep. imagine the fans. I mean, th- this well, is yeah, an Trump, untenable. Could situation. you sign a wide receiver right now? Like if you're if you're Robinson, say coming out of Chicago, you know they're not going to franchise him again because it would just be way too much money. Right, right. Do you come anywhere near the Detroit Lions, even with the hometown factor, even with all of the potential reasons? Like if that is your quarterback right now, how many years did he have Blake Bortles and then Mitch Trubisky, and now like finally Justin Fields is there, looking like maybe he's a guy? Like, or do you just take whatever like? They, the Bucks don't throw at Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Going yeah. for a ring, like that guy's made top tier wide receiver money since the day he came into the league, basically. So, you yeah. know, and, and just things like that. Like it, this is not something that you can sell in the off season. What's happening right now? You yeah. know what I mean? Like they have to figure out something, whether that's free agents that aren't currently playing and there are a few of them out there or guys who are on practice squads that had like high draft pedigrees, which like they didn't turn out. You know what I mean? Like McCone Treadwell is not good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, we are 99% sure of that, but is Laquan Treadwell a better option than Kendall Hodge? Likely. Maybe. Like, like not worse, probably not worse. Yeah. And I, I mean, that has no disrespect to Hodge specifically. Cause like I said, that guy on that particular play in the fourth quarter made a Kenny Galladay esque catch, you know what I mean? Yep. And it was just three yards out of bounds because of no fault of his, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, you can't sell this level of failure to anybody for anything other than a giant pile of money and giant pile of money. Free agents are not the free agents you want to sign. You want to sign the, I am getting a better opportunity than I can get where I'm at right now. Free agents, like the golden Tate when he came here, like the Marvin Jones, when they, when he came here, like the Glover Quinn, when he came, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's the person you need to get. But this isn't a better opportunity for anybody right now. It's, it could be a better atmosphere to play in. I think that's what you have yeah. to sell. That's what you have to sell right now. Hey, call, yeah, thanks so a lot for calling, man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get back to open the lines up and get some other folks in. All right, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, guys. All All right. Take care. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks. 
All right. I, I a lot more power to him, man, for for not drinking. I don't, I don't feel like I'm selling hope today. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. You you are in one way. First, I got to get Jeffrey and Tina. And Tina. Uh, I nodded off and had a dream that our QB only com- completed one pass beyond a third of a yard. I just woke up. Can someone tell me what happened? Oh, sweet soul sister. Um, and then also from Jamie. Jamie, Ash, you've been challenged to hashtag pies for kids. All right. <laughs> I don't have one on me, but uh, post game next week. All right. It'll happen live, and then I'll do the rest of the show with pie on my face. Awesome. Or no, there is no post game no, next week. No, I'll be at the LA game. I want to. I want to sell my well, maybe you could just release that as the post game show as me going like I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> that's really, that's what we really need for that. <laughs> yeah, just have it preloaded, do the whole windup. It'll be great. <laughs> so that the six people who watch this will be in on the joke, and everyone else will be like, "What was that?" <laughs> so really quick, do want to talk about that? Uh, Stjude.org/dlp uh, raising money for St. Jude. Christmas for the kids, helping some sick kids out. I got to tell you guys something. Um, Riz has committed and will be committed. When we get to the $25,000 mark, he will don a tutu live on camera. So uh, we'll see that. Now, we also had something pop up um, on Friday with the show with Tony, and um, we're calling it the Fat Boy 40. Start with Rich Eisen wanting to do the uh, doing the 40-yarder, and we're thinking, you know, what about – you know, I don't even remember how it started. It, it, it was someone in the in the chat said, "Hey, we should do the Fat Boy Forty, where fat guys run the forty yard dash and we time them, and whoever you know is the fastest, we'll we'll get them a prize of some sort." And I think we got a uh, a donated prize. Actually, have some Ben and Jerry's a Ben and Jerry's gift card. So what better for a fat boy than a some chunky yep. monkey after a forty yarder? I'm gonna run it now. <laughs> now I, I I thought about it. if we get to thirty k, I will do. A fully documented fat guy forty. You guys can see me do it. It'll be it, it will be comedic and funny if we get to that thirty k mark. So there you go. Risden has got the nice. two two at twenty five. We'll do the fat guy forty at thirty, and ahead of that, we'll have all kinds of other incentives. We're gonna build the incentives based on where we are when we get there. Uh, that way, yep. you know, we can we can w- work those up. But we got a lot of good stuff. So fat boy forty, go out, do a uh, uh, a video of you running the forty. And uh, and send the video in social media at uh, DET Lions Podcast on Twitter or Chris at DetroitLionsPodcast dot com. You can send it to me email, and um, let's get that out there. Uh, hashtag Fatboy Forty, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. That'll be that'll be good. It'll be a good way to raise some money for St. Jude. St. Jude dot org slash DLP. Ten dollar entry fee if you do the Fatboy Forty though. Uh, at the and the entry fee is at that St. Jude dot org slash DLP. Uh, it's a donation straight to St. Jude, and then uh, you can win your prize. We, we wanted, you know, it's all got to be for raising money. So we got to do something yep. to get that money in there. All right. You know, a few years ago, I ran one for the combine in my uh, like full work overalls and work boots with a hard hat and my gloves <laughs> <laughs> and a gas mask on. Uh, they didn't use it for whatever reason, oh. but yeah, I, was, I was just kind of a little trapped about that. I, I was thinking, you know, I'll do the whole work up, the whole pre routine, get ready. I was, I was explaining to my son, I'm like, yeah, we'll do, the, you know, lacing up the shoes. I said, oh man, it'd be way better if I had like Velcro shoes. Right? <laughs> no, what would so, be better is if you had regular shoes and had trouble with it and then you had Velcro shoes. <laughs> You're going to help the Rocky team, of course. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, so that's coming up. Uh, St. Jude 24-hour stream is happening this year, D-Wolf 87, on November 5th at 9 a.m. It starts and it goes through November 6th. Uh, Riz and I, Ash will stop by, Tony's going to stop by, 
Um, 3 to 5 a.m. Lions have committed a coach and player to us and, and possibly two players. We've got the NFL PA working on two players for us right now. We've got our guy Jerry we're working on right now if he could get free. Um, there's some other folks we're working on as well. Uh, it's going to be the biggest, as we love to do, it's it's going to be the biggest one yet. So uh, good yep. stuff coming. Really excited about that that show this year. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm, I mean, we did it last year. You're just exhausted, right? But you're running on adrenaline. You get done. We, we shut it down. And then I sat there and talked with Justin Rogers for like a half an hour afterward. <laughs> I'm like exhausted. But I'm like, so he, he just like we were just talking. It was so it was, it was yep. hilarious. But he, it was hard to go to bed, right? All right. Well, Give yeah. us a call, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. We'll talk about Jared Goff. We'll talk about the Lions. Where do we go from here? We have a great guest in Mark Schofield coming on Wednesday to talk about Ooh, the draft. That's be good. What quarterback should we, if we should, <laughs> could we? What? How does that look? What does that go? That's coming on Wednesday's show with Riz. Uh, Mark Schofield, really good stuff from him. So he's from DraftWire, really smart guy. Really smart yep. guy. I don't know why he's hanging out with knuckleheads like us guys who does not just say things to get a rise out of people yeah. but he says things because but he says things people don't want to hear a lot of the time <laughs> yep yep like, he's probably going to come on and be like jared goff sucks i think we can conclusively say that right now so if you can't for some reason can't download the wednesday show that's probably going to be what it's about <laughs> <laughs> well yeah uh, i'm 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 officially after that like i said that swift play that one, I am officially out on Jared Goff. There's enough data. I mean, I, the data set was getting pretty pretty big on him, but that absolute miss on a wide... And Darren Fells, too. Wide open crossing. Miss, he, he seems to miss open crossing um, yep. patterns all the time. That's all he threw in, in L.A., it seems like. I mean, how does he miss these? I just don't understand how he can't see them all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Like, honestly, I don't know what's going on because, like, Jared Goff was not this bad, no. like, in the last two years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it just, he was, he, this wasn't what he was. Like, of all of the things I expected, like, as potential outcomes, legitimately being the 31st best starting quarterback in the NFL was not so like I was like okay yeah that's clickbait bullshit okay right yeah you're just going trying to get people a rise out of people yada 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 but uh that's the last two weeks that's what we've got yeah you know like then there's no no sugar coating it there's no like yes the receivers suck also Jared Goff sucks right now <laughs> like and yeah the offensive line isn't there so the running game isn't there to support him but uh that's when your quarterback needs to step up and play better and elevate his game and and get a rise out of the players that are there and like have maybe discussions with the offensive coordinator about like because like i'm not taking all of this off of lynn either to be perfectly blunt yeah that's where i was gonna go like, so keep keep like preach. yeah that's it's preach. uh like <laughs> how, how often do we have to watch the same thing fail it is what I want to say. Like, yes, you do not have faith that your receivers are going to get open downfield. Okay. Um, scheme them open uh, because good offensive coordinators do that where the receiver doesn't have to run a perfect route every single time and can still somehow manage to be uncovered because of a pick early in the route or something of that nature. Like just there, are, stroke. there are ways to work around not having elite talent at skill positions and we are not doing any of those things we're throwing a two-yard ball and saying go get me 12 to a guy that shouldn't 
probably be in the league sometimes. I just had a mini stroke, Ash. Here's here's you said scheme him open <laughs> and it all just came flooding back to the swift play. He did scheme him open and it, we we went the wrong way. And and yep. then it, it, my brain's just rushing and I'm sitting here thinking every play where this happens, it's somebody effed it up. Every single play, it's either yep. the receiver didn't he rounded his route and didn't run it out. It's Lynn didn't scheme his people open, called a shite play, a bunch, a bunch formation, tight end screen. What are you doing? I mean, you, you yeah. let's create a whole bunch of traffic and then throw in the middle of it and see how we how we do. Every time was not that guy. No, like, if if you wanted that guy, you should have drafted Noah Fant in that draft because he is that guy. He is the guy with like four four something speed and, and you know. And, and Goff threw the ball perfect there. Hawkinson yep. caught it perfect. It was a shite play call. Oh, yep. hey, we got a great play call. We got the four guys bunch. Goff runs left. He misses the open guy. He doesn't even miss it. Doesn't even see him. Doesn't even throw it to him. Right? He throws it out of bounds instead. Um, you got receivers. It's every play somebody is effing up, and it's not always the same. And so, like, I, I, this is this is where we can say, yeah, Goff is garbage. Great. Put in Matthew Stafford. You still got Lynn effing up one third of the time. You've got your receivers effing up one third of the time. So you got rid of one third of the errors, I guess, by replacing court. That still doesn't win games. This is a mess, man. Yeah. And, but I, I also think the off season would have been treated a little bit differently if it wasn't for the Stafford thing. Like I, I don't think they would have gone in with this receiver group. If mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford had stayed Agreed. Which Agreed. tells you everything you need to know about what Brad Holmes actually thinks about Jared Goff. <laughs> and that just hit me right now <laughs> is there is no effing way anyone would have done this to Matthew Stafford and they did it to Jared Goff. Yeah. Like they gave him some guaranteed money, but that wasn't to give him a feeling of security. He didn't get extra money. He just got some, like he got some of his salary from this year early so that they could sign other players. That's all that was, so yeah. that they could sign their draft picks yeah. after all of the massive dead cap hits from cleaning up the roster. That's mm-hmm. the only reason that that extension happened, because if it was because they wanted to commit long-term to Jared Goff, we would have gotten more receivers. Like, right. It wouldn't have been, hopefully, Brashad Perryman can become a wide receiver too. <laughs> because I wish we still had him bet. on the roster. I you honestly do. do. At least he'd be, like, at least he could... Take a safety off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe free up Hawkinson. Like because nobody cares if Trinity Benson is running wide open by himself down the field. He's Trinity effing Benson. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. You know? Whereas like Perriman's had a six hundred and eighty yard receiving season in the league, you know? Like that's that's like we're 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 playing with guys who weren't even elite college level players as our starting wide receivers at this point. And like but you can't lose them all. Are the cats jumping in the back? Because you can't. I hear you them. can't establish a foundation. Yeah, they're the, you were strobing in the background. Like, Did you but, see the like, cats? They, they they're jumping around on the walls. I missed it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm too frustrated to notice. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I heard the big gung behind me. <laughs> yeah, like like you can't. This can't keep happening. Like it just can't because that doesn't establish the culture that you're working so hard on because eventually they are going to stop listening because it's not working. So and like you have so, to do something to give your team a chance. 
So and bringing in a new wide receiver five is not that. What's you know Flounder says, and if you can, I you know if you and I can see that Ash, don't you think Goff sees it too, and that might be contributing oh. to why he looks so bad out there. Well, yeah, because it, like we've all had jobs when we didn't want to go. You know what I mean? Oh, but God, because yeah. like like I've been promoted to spots I didn't deserve on numerous occasions at various companies because I talk like this and I sound like I know what I'm saying even when I don't. That it's just that I'm a I wear glasses and a deep voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> People think I'm smart automatically. Like it sometimes I back that up, don't but not every secret. time. Don't give away the secret, man. <laughs> yeah, it's this and this. That's that's that's, that's win also probably a little bit of the you know the color of that but anyway uh, just societally you know that's all i'm saying i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that there is a bias inherent in people that leans towards certain things being seen as authoritative anyway back let's get back on the rails here (laughs) as opposed to talking about systemic racism as a reason that i've had good things happen in my life uh but Anyway, what I'm saying, like the point of what I'm getting it. at is at a certain point, like, why would he put himself at risk and stay in and take the hit? Uh, because, like, chances are they're paying him next year anyway. Yeah, he's got and a ton if guaranteed. he feels like he is getting hung out to dry, for example, in the Dan Campbell post-game press conference that is happening right now where he is probably talking about how much Jared Goff sucks without actually saying Jared Goff sucks. Yep which he has done for the last couple of weeks. How many times do you hear that before you you know what? F you like sit like, why, why are you doing that? (laughs) I I know Goff genuinely looks frustrated out there though. And that's one of the things I think. Well, like at the end, if you're when he had eight seconds to throw the ball into the end zone and he's just looking and looking and looking and looking and nobody gets open for eight freaking seconds well no he was looking around the field like that's the thing on that one he had the time he looked at every (laughs) single one of his guys and like they couldn't beat the coverage so he just threw it to the fans he's like i'll give you one good thing today here catch a ball (laughs) yeah no that's um oh you can't run it in see i I think that's why in the offseason, I was saying a lot that a guy like Tyrod Taylor probably would have been a better choice as a quarterback because, like, if everything sucks, he'll run. Still an outside chance he's going to get you 10 yards on the ground. Yep. I think, um, if I think about it, you know, you, you talk about have you had that, that terrible job? I've had that. It's the job I left to come to my job today. It was the, the yep. worst boss I've ever had, the worst job. I mean, it, not the worst job. I've had really, really hard jobs that were bad jobs, but I've had great leaders and, at times in there. But this last one was just a, I hated hated work every day. But you know I am I'm a, I'm a competitive guy, and one of the things I I I've, I've, I know you're gonna have great bosses. I know you're gonna have terrible bosses. Uh, in small numbers of each, you have a whole bunch of mediocre ones. And all I do is when I'm in the bad bad boss world, I outgrind them. I work harder. I work longer, I work faster, I work whatever. I just grind because I know I'm going to beat them, I'm going to outlast them, and I'm just going to go. And I feel like that's golf as a competitor. And and that's why you saw the frustration on his face today after, you know, on the sidelines throughout the game with how things were going. He's not giving up. And and, and to your, your super chat there, Flounder, um, I don't think golf 
has given up even though other people have. I think Goff is trying to prove that he has what it takes to make it work. And he's just frustrated at every turn, whether it's him messing up or the play calling stinks or the wide receivers don't know what they're doing or whatever. Well, because that's the thing, too, is Jared Goff could be playing perfectly and the wide receiver that's open is still only three yards downfield. Right. Yeah. You know, then, like, do you want Jared Goff throwing into coverage? No. And and the eight-second play. Like, that's not him. He's not that guy. That's not his game. He doesn't have the arm to do that. So he is working within himself, too, which is good Mm -hmm. because otherwise, like, he would have 10 picks and also all of the fumbles. And, you know, like it could be so much worse than it is because like, he's not a legitimately awful skill set to have at the position. You know what I mean? He just requires things we don't have to be successful. Yep. And so let's get to uh, caller. Caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink? What's going on, man? This is Q. Hey. I just left the game. Q, I'm sorry, brother. Oh. This is... This is... Uh, man, I was sitting next to these Bengals fans because clearly at this point, season ticket holders are selling their seats. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the coolest guys ever, though. Like, we had, it, was, it was a good time, man, but I don't know. I'm over. Ready for LA? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, I kind of want to sell my <laughs> ticket, man. <laughs> really, man. this one. You, this you know, one hurt. I had a thought during the game. Like, I wish, I wish game tickets were like flights. You could just reschedule it yeah. for later day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Gosh, what was it? it was 2019 when the team was ripping on um, season ticket holders, telling them that if you sold your tickets, you're going to lose your seats. Yep, that was about the, that. that was about the worst timing to pull that shit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, but you know what I keep telling myself? You inspire me. I always think some cost. It's a some cost. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man, I can do everything. All these tickets and flights are already purchased. You know. Yeah. And what about next year? Though? What about next year? You gonna invest? Man, oh yeah, I'm locked in, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just locked in. I don't know. But it's, golf, golf does have to go. Like I, yeah. I do think that. Like even if I mean I understand he'll probably be on the roster next year, but we need to bring in somebody else. Like I'm, I'm sitting here watching like the when he threw the ball away on fourth down. I'm watching DeAndre Swift be wide open and him turn away and run away from Swift. Yeah, it's just yeah. bad. I'm watching. I'm watching how in garbage time we have two of our best players, Hawkinson and Swift, out there taking basically just shots. Because he just running them into tackles and running them into danger like Philip Rivers. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, so why are they on the field? Yeah. You know? Why they? Oh, why didn't they? At some point, why didn't they bring it? When it was clear that we weren't going to win a game. Why don't you bring in David Blau? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And who? Uh, the the kick returner in UK. Like he had some yeah. decent runs in the preseason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. let him take those shots. Yeah. Who's yeah. our third tight end? I don't even yeah. actually off the top of my head know the name. If there is one, maybe Jason Kabinda. I think actually is the guy playing like 30 year reps right now. Maybe just let him take that shot instead of Hawkinson. You know, like let's not mortgage the franchise when we're down almost 40 points. So here's kind of where I'm at on the quarterback thing. We'll, I know, and I know we're going to go this fur- go further into this on, on Wednesday with Mark Schofield and, uh, from DraftWire and Riz, but yes, Goff isn't the guy. You definitely, Goff is probably a good guy to help do a little mentorship for a young quarterback. So you see your guy this year, you draft him. But here's where I want to give people just the cautionary tale. 
right? Because this is not a prime year. I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted another one the year after. I'm just telling you, it, you may watch the Lions draft quarterbacks two years in a row in the first round. Don't freak out. They're just taking their shot this year with whatever they can get. I, I think that's how it's going to wind up playing out because I don't know that they're going to get what they want. I hope they do. I hope this year they get the quarterback and he's absolutely the guy, and, and next year we say, holy cow, this is the guy. But I just don't see that happening. I just for, at my it's my It's gut instinct, right, based on the talent that's out there right now. I just don't think we're going to see our guy in the quarterback yeah. we draft this coming year, and we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't love any of these yeah. guys. I, to be blunt. Yeah, I, I actually don't think that we should even draft a quarterback this year. I, I, we have so many needs. Here Again, this is why I keep saying as bad as Goff is, he's a third of the problem. The wide receivers and the play calling from Aylin are are the other two-thirds of the problem. Surround golf with some guys that can do can catch the ball and do the, their part right, and just maybe you can then get your quarterback the next year because you got two first round picks again. You've got the ammo to shoot your shot. He's more than a third of the problem. This is the first time I ever disagree with you in our in our illustrious friendship. I think he's more than a third of the problem. He is terrible. Like. The Hawkinson touchdown. Like if he just makes, if he just makes the, the plays that are there, the game these games are different. But he doesn't even do that. So I understand. Yeah, we need better receivers. Yeah, we need better scheme on offense. I think the defensive scheme is really good because they should have boat raced us in the first half. But considering, like I thought Jerry Jacobs, he did a good job. He he, had, he gave up two big ones, but I mean, you know, he did a good job considering like the position they put him in didn't expose him that much. But, I mean, I do think he's more than a, than a third of the problem. It's just like if he makes the simple plays, it's a different game. But he just does not. He consistently does not. And that's that's a problem. So even if we don't draft a quarterback next year, we can bring in a better bridge quarterback than him. You know? This is the counter I'd offer to that. Because I don't, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, but, like, even the best quarterbacks, uh, frankly, fuck up 30% of the time. You know what I mean? Like they just do yeah, blew the throw 30% of his throws and, and best ever. You know what I mean? Uh, but the thing is like, even if Goff does everything perfectly, like a lot of the time right now, there's just nothing there. You know what I mean? Like there is no play to make. And like, that's a terrible situation to put that guy in particularly because also the blocking is garbage right now, like complete and total just tragedy level terrible blocking coming from our offensive line because of all the injuries like it just it's the perfect storm of like there's nobody can be successful with this it's an absolute tragedy what we got what was left after uh patricia and quinn i mean it was it's an absolute tragedy what this roster is like i mean the last kick in the nuts that they left us with was the the departure of matthew stafford right i mean not only do we have a an empty roster but now we didn't we didn't have a quarterback and we we're starting like an expansion team uh actually expansion teams get better deals with the players they have on their roster to yes, start with than, than than the lions do cuz so. they also get all the caps yeah 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 this is this I would was love to just get like 15 years from now when there's no consequences because his career has already been over for a decade. I would love to be able to just go like, Mr. Quinn, what was the plan if you didn't get fired? Like, oh what, my God. What, were, what were you going to do with that? Like, what would, what would they have done? I mean, let's, I mean, this is probably a good kind of thought experiment. 
if they hadn't gotten fired, what would they have done with Matthew Stafford leaving? Probably what the Texans did with Watson, right? Tell them, no, you're not leaving, and gotten in that big fight. And 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 because that's the kind of dopes they are, right? I mean, can you imagine the the, the crap show that Detroit would be right now? Because oh. that's the one thing we can take out of this is at least right now, like the players who are here, anyone who asks them, they're just speaking glowingly about Dan Campbell and the environment that there is here right now. So like, they're the team's not good, but. That would be the team isn't good, and also this is a terrible place to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. at least, like you, like you said earlier, if you're looking for a good environment to be in as far as your workplace goes, at least this is that right now. And with all the, the Patriots knuckleheads that are out there, you may be pushing players for yeah. who are looking exactly for a place like this. So yeah. that might give you some hope for free agency, I guess. But, yeah, no, this was this was a terrible showing out there. I, I, I'm Just embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just saw a tweet from from Risden go by. Um, he said, I was not expecting the Browns to be worse than the Lions today, but here we are. It's <laughs> still early. So that makes you feel a little better. <laughs> Did he watch the Lions game? It's like, I don't think I've seen a professional football team be worse than the Lions were today. Yeah. I, I go I go where you talked about uh, the Bengals' offense should have bow raced us. You know, that's really a good point about the defense. I I – you know, hats off to him, Q, for how well they played for being on the field. You know, for fifty nine of the sixty minutes of this game, <laughs> it was they. Oh yeah, they yeah. Just hosed by the offense. Yeah, I didn't see the time of possession, but I know it was it was terribly slanted, like the other way. But I don't know, man. It's all good. It's a rebuild. Uh, I got to head to the airport, so I'll let you guys go. All right. See you in L.A., Chris. Yeah, man, I can't what wait. I can't, I can't wait. So at jealous least we, of you guys. We can cheer for Stafford at least, right? <laughs> we got that going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll take care. See you next week, bro. All right, cool. See you, bud. All right. Oh, man. <sighs> he always makes me feel so good. Yeah. Just about people. Pleasant caller. <laughs> you know? Trying to get this dang box score. God, I hate, I hate the internet. <laughs> It's not good. Like the top five Lions players and receptions were all under 10 yards per reception. You, you can't win that way. Like you cannot win a football game that way. It is not possible to win that game. You know what I mean? Particularly yeah. not when you're down. Like that's the thing too. That's when you should be taking the shots. That's when you should be airing it out, you know, and the, the yards per carry are even worse. I think Swift was at 1.8. Williams was at 3.8. Two or two point seven or something like that. So here you go. If I recall, time of possession: thirty-six oh minutes for the Bengals and twenty-four for the Lions. I kind of thought it might be worse. Than I that, did but too. That is really bad. Yeah, but here's 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 a surprising one. Well, I guess they quit trying at the end. Like they put in their backups, and we got some drives. <laughs> How many first downs? What's the difference in first downs between the Bengals and Lions? I'm gonna say fifteen. Five. They got 20 first downs. We got 15. Okay. Yeah. Garbage time. Yeah. It's yeah. the big balancer that didn't actually balance anything. Nine penalties. <laughs> yeah. So there's the other that, part. I mean, that would have been the worst thing. Like if, if golf had gotten that touchdown pass while Swift was trucking people at the end of that game, just to try to get a touchdown mm-hmm. 
Like that's, that's the thing you look at that and you're like, that is a man I want on this team forever. Like until the day, like let's pay him that second contract so that he's here when the wheels fall off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Because they'll fall off on the field. Uh, <laughs> All right. We got to call her. What's your name? How much do you have to drink? Uh, trip. And I'm currently on my third tequila soda. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Did you start after the game or during? So you were uh, a little bit of both, but now that the game's over, we're going to extend it probably a few more. I mean, the night's young. Am I right, Chris? That's always a young night. <laughs> so, <laughs> someone check on Riz, by the way. But uh, appreciate you taking my call. Um, uh, for me, I don't really know what direction I want to go in here other than the fact that I really would recommend everyone listening to only listen to you guys and don't listen to your local Detroit uh, sports radio talk, um, both 97.1 and Detroit Woodward Sports or whatever it is, um, because they're going to blame Dan Campbell and um, Brad Holmes, especially when he's truly rebuilding the right way. And this is what that looks like when you have no talent and you really strip it down. But I mean, you know, what do I know? No, I, it's going to be a tough week on Detroit media. It, it absolutely is. Um, I was going to make the reference that even a broken clock is right twice a day and this might be <laughs> one of those times <laughs> but you're right they're going to blame the wrong thing they're going to talk about stupid things that are actually good as opposed to looking objectively because that's that's not one of the detroit radio media's strong points most of the time let's say like they decided their narrative before the season started and they'll carry that forever yep. probably um, three years after it's not valid anymore speaking from experience some of the dumbest people in the world are radio program directors, and they're the ones that hire these people. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Well, I appreciate you guys wow. taking my call. Hang up and keep watching. I will end on this. Uh, we're going to have a top five pick, and we're going to get a good player. And, and, and regardless of where the Rams are picking, we're, we're going to end. We're going to be in a good spot. So yeah, appreciate you guys taking my call. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate that. That's the other thing too that, that like we can kind of look at as a bit of a positive, I guess, is like because there isn't the man at quarterback like there was last year mm -hmm. as an example like there was trevor lawrence and the field you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then it was debatable of which of the next guy was kind of thing like there there isn't one of those this year it's just the field so if we have the third pick we might still get a quarterback yeah you know because like there's always the possibility that this does gel together maybe terrell williams comes back and that is what the offense needs we're picking Tom garbage too, we're picking top. Oh, two. absolutely. I mean, <laughs> but we might not have to trade up from two to one is yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, because, and like, no one's going to jump up to the first overall pick because the team that has that is always stupid and asks an astronomical amount for it instead of taking an extra second and third round pick and calling it a day. Right. Right. And I was like, Oh, we want six ones when like, okay, buddy, the eighth pick and a second usually will get you a better player than number one overall. And <laughs> I'll tell you, um, we've, we've talked about Goff, how, how how bad he looked. We've talked about Aylin and how poor the, the the play calling has been. He's called some great plays, and then they couldn't execute, but he's called yeah. some terrible plays. Well, the like, running game has been great it, overall. But it's just this, this string where when this offense isn't working, it'll be a bad play call. It'll be then Goff. Then it'll be wide receivers. But there's one thing that we didn't talk about, and I want to go back to that very, very first drive. We got. We should have had a first down on that first drive, but instead we held right and yep. and oh god, there was another penalty. I forgot what it was. Um, two penalties on the first drive. We wound up punting. Right. That's the other thing. And 
I'm not, I'm I'm not look I'm not out on Sewell. I think Sewell has a lot of growth. He's a young kid. He just turned he's twenty. He just he yeah. just turned old enough to drink, right? I mean, think about that. Now now of course he's a lion, so he should take advantage of that. But the thing is, is he's so young. He's got so much work. This year is going to be, you know, expectations are high because he's a first round pick, but expectations are low for the team. So I think this is actually a good year for him to be bad and to be be learning. And and frankly, at this point, if Goff takes a couple extra hits, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but <laughs> he, this is his chance to get better and to grow and to mm-hmm. to to become a much well, much better learning. player. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and so that's going to happen. But the penalties that these guys, I think that's the other quarter. Of how we've been kicking ourselves in the in the nuts, man. It's it's yep. this this. It's either yeah, every Goff, time they make a play, it comes back. Goff does bad. Oh, we made it. Goff did it. We made him play. He got it to to wide receiver, and then we got a first yep. down. Great. Oh no, penalty. Oh wait, no, the wide receiver ran the wrong route. Oh look, we're throwing a uh, you know a, a bunch formation, or we'll create a bunch of traffic. And we're going to give it to Hawkinson and see if he can run through a whole bunch of. Tra- no, no. Yep. Yeah, hey, the pass was good. Go Hawkinson got it. Start. Terrible play call. Um, oh, yep. we're down at the end zone. What was it two games ago in in Chicago? Let's do three terribly designed run plays, right? Because we want how we want to run the clock. No, no, this is this is it's like one of these things consistently consistently is wrong, and it's again I'm out on Goff. I'm completely out on Goff after that after that that Swift play just locked. I'm done. I, he's there's no recovery for Goff for me at this point. There just isn't. Um, but there's a whole lot more approach and we've seen. Yeah. Well, and that's what I kind of said. I was like, I've been waiting for the data, waiting for the data, but this game, when he failed, he failed badly. He failed badly. There was all kinds of things failing around him. I don't throw this all on him. I just know for certain he's our bridge quarterback. He is not the quarterback of the future. 100%. It's difficult to see any other outcome right now. You know, like he would like things would have to change that don't look like there's any reason to expect them to. Mm-mm. You know, and like there's always surprises. You know, like I said, maybe Williams comes back, and that's the spark plug. But like, I don't, I don't see one guy really being that huge of a difference. Like it would, this would be better with that guy in this offense. But like when he comes back, like I mean, I had post concussion syndrome that lasted for years. You know what I mean? Like that, that is that is a thing, and like it, like he may never come back. Yeah. No, you know, and if he does, maybe he shouldn't. We don't know, but like, it just, yeah. There's no, there's no rainbow. Like, we're, we're not even on a rainbow looking for a pot of gold here. Like, there's, there's no. It's just rain. Going through a tunnel with it, we can see a light at the end. You know what I mean? Like the tunnel caved in. <laughs> the only light is <laughs> lightning striking. Right <laughs> is yeah, lightning exactly. striking and taking people out and put them on IR. Um, yeah, the only <laughs> the only happy thing to take away from this is that eventually we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> the pain will go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with the Detroit Lions in 2021. If I hadn't made it absolutely painfully clear, like at some point, week 19 rolls around and I can stop caring about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's rough, man. I mean, coming yep. in and firing up this studio. This is what 62 now. Losses yep. that I've done shows for. It's um, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll take your phone calls, and as we do, Ash disappears. He's afraid. <laughs> um, tell you what, Ash. Why don't we have you Am do your rap? You are back. Let's have you do okay. your rap. Oh wait, let's get this rap here. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much you had a drink? 
He's gone. Oh, call back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, why don't you do your wrap on the day right. as we wait for, uh, if we get one more caller, we'll bring him in or we'll wrap it up and call it. All right. Uh, I usually try not to swear, uh, but we're enough minutes in that it's not going to get demonetized. So here's my rap. Everything is fucked and everybody sucks. <laughs> I'll go uh, a little deeper, I guess. Huh. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, like, there are problems that exist, and we know that they exist, and it is the coaching staff's job to express those to the general manager. And then it is the general manager's job to find solutions for those problems. And right now, one of the problems is we do not have any receivers that can get open downfield. And we do not have a quarterback who can throw receivers open downfield. Ergo, vis-a-vis, we cannot move the ball downfield. Teams know this at this point, and they are playing defenses that take advantage of the fact that they don't really have to cover anything past 20 yards. They just don't. Like if there's a single high safety against the Detroit Lions, you're fine. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like just straight up, you can do that. You can clog the middle. You can do anything. If like might gash you a little bit in the running game, but a lot of defenses now are designed where that's exactly what they want you to do. Because even if the running game is going super well and averaging six yards play, passing game averages seven on average. So you know uh, that that's where we're at. Like they're they're just there is no end in sight other than the end of this season when everything hits reset and we get to do it all over again and then we get to see what brad holmes has with more bullets in the gun yep if Um, that makes sense because they didn't have any this year even before the ir issues like when it was only 30 percent of the salary cap gone to dead cap Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's still 30 percent of the salary cap gone to dead cap because of a situation you inherited yep this Um, was never going to be good color we got you on. What's your name oh, and sweet. how much have you had to drink? Hey, Chris. Hey, Ash. How you doing? Good, Jesse. Good. <laughs> Great. Hey. I've just had a few. Oh. Hey, it's kind of a general thing, and I I, mean, I kind of wanted to be more specific, but I think it would take a long time. But I just want, what are you guys' uh, best points or best positive points about the defense? I just want to leave on a positive point, make, make our days a little bit brighter. Tracy Walker seems to be what we hoped he would be. That taunting call was BS. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, 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 and I, and I do I'll be happy. And the thing, I just got one more thing. I'll find something happy in a second. But one more thing I need to bitch about that I didn't get to. The first touchdown they scored, they took the snap after the clock was at zero. <laughs> and we got for delay a game this game, oh, right? which is fine for us. That was real. But the fact that the clock was at zero when they snapped that first touchdown pass I, I i was i i couldn't believe it and, and i was i was cursing alliance fans i was like why aren't you guys counting this down this is this is this is it right they didn't call it before they didn't call it on this touchdown it's like guys they're doing it they're testing you they're testing you the refs are testing you how far can they push it in and evidently well, it's Chris, all the way to the balls yeah the concept and time and uh is and the fans never listen to the podcast to do the countdown i know it's because two <laughs> weeks of away games everyone forgot Otherwise, it would have, you know, Lions fans are like, I'll, I've got Karsikovs or whatever that is. I drink, so I don't form I did short-term think memory kinda, anymore. One thing I thought about that, though, yeah. I think it's kind of hard because if, if you're trying to, like, make crowd noise when they're on offense or whatever and then do the countdown at the same time. The countdown's a good crowd noise. How are you going to do that? 
well, you have to have like half and half. The, as silent as it was in there today, you you, you would have gotten the people counting <laughs> down. You know what I mean? I think I think, and that can yeah. be the crowd noise. I mean, think about it. Crowd noise is like ah, they can't hear themselves. But if you've got that cadence of noise going right, everybody together, it's kind of like yeah. a drum beat. You know, that's its own kind of gonna mess them up. So. <laughs> I think you need playoff atmosphere yeah. to achieve that, though, and uh, hey. this ain't that. <laughs> last time the the I think the only time wait no the last time was it this I think no it was oh well I'm gonna say it I'm probably wrong there may be one time the last time the Lions or the Bengals lost at the Lions home field was Super Bowl sixteen. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds about accurate. <laughs> they won the last seven now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like we had the series tied at three and three, and then we just slipped. We've only beat them nine. Thirty or, years. We've only beat them three times in twelve meetings. Yep. It's, but it was three and three at a point. At some point, yeah. it was. Well, no, it was two and two. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, oh. it was two and two. Never made it to three and three. <laughs> oh, oh man, Jesse. Let's see, positive, huh? You looking for positive? Yeah, kind of. Little. Okay, Jerry no. Jacob, Anzalone. Jerry Jacob. They put him on. Okay, we shut down their wide receiver for the most part on the Bengals. They're number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that's pretty impressive to have an undrafted rookie be put on them. That's insane. Yeah, um... <laughs> I'm not saying completely. No, no, but no, no, no. obviously he made his mistake. His mistake but working out goodness, I mean, like reasonably hope. This is Jerry Jacobs. Well, and it's going to be the the the, the craziest then, story. And as much as they had to play defense, the amount of time to sit there and have them just—can you imagine just running up and down the field, chasing people all day long for what fifty minutes out of the first? <laughs> I mean, like that's a lot of time. Yeah, I, you're absolutely that's right. That's insane. Yeah. Like to have to do that, you're like, okay, I just came in here into the game, like I was on the practice squad, or you know, I mean, we're 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 running. Second, third stringers out there—that's insane. Thirty-six I, minutes. So I, I give I give the defense a little bit of props. <laughs> I, I absolutely will. Thirty-six minutes. I mean, at least in hockey, they shift you out, right? He had to do that over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say, look, Jerry Jacobs is such a great story. And some of them one. are smaller. I mean, there's some of those. I mean, we draft them at the end of the draft. That's probably why they they went later or got undrafted, and other reasons, obviously, with Jerry Jacobs, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I, they're a little bit smaller too. You've got these little bit smaller guys. And they're on six four, six five. And I remember uh, Dale Daryl Johnson saying the size of the, re- the receivers. I'm like, well, they had a game plan. Yeah, six four, six five, six four, six three. I'm like, holy crap! And we've got five nine, five eight, five ten. Oh boy! Well, this is going to be an issue. The 2011 Lions offense, right? Yeah. A whole bunch of guys over six four. <laughs> And it worked out quite well. <laughs> yep, yep. I think the, the Jerry Jacobs. I think the story with him is is absolutely fabulous. I mean, look. So mm-hmm. we get him in. He becomes you know part of the show. We we do our our, our, our ongoing stuff with him, and he winds up yep. getting this the shot, and he winds up showing how much he has in the tank, just how good of a player he is, right? Again, if you guys haven't seen, go yes. back to those old just shows and 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 see the Jerry Jacobs interviews you'll 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 have so much respect for this guy but then the fact that you know we start talking about look the 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 unique opportunity the Lions have and this is I think ongoing and you're right this is a great positive in Jerry to put people like Jerry on the field to get real game time live fire exercise snaps against people who 
do things with ill intent toward your team and to see what you really have. Jerry Jacobs is a guy that's going to spend some time playing on this team. He's going to be he's going to be a player on this team and he's going to make the roster ongoing. There's a guy that we yeah, don't have to absolutely. worry about as far as paying a ton of money, as far as anything else. We don't have to worry about him or that position where you know, Jeff, we lost Jeff Okuda, right? That's a that's a big problem. You lose your number yeah. one cornerback. Well, you know what? We've got Oruarie. We've got uh, Jacobs. We need an upgrade, I think, but we've definitely got depth there. We we're, we are definitely not as nearly. Poor that, that's exactly my thought. Yep, yep. You could hope this guy becomes a star, but at, at, at the very worst, though, if he's not a star, he's a really, really good depth guy that we could probably sign for a decent price. Are that they, this is your foundation right now. Yep. These, these these kids are and they're young, yeah. and we have a young team. They're building confidence. They're trying to, you know, you that's extremely when you get beat a million times throughout a game. You're like, oh my god, like I thought I did everything right. <laughs> like what what went wrong? And then you have to go back to film, back to film, back and perfect it over and over. They're not used to, you know. I mean, this is obviously, you know, top. This is the top. This is you're not. This is the top when you go to football. So. And the best Okora, of the best. As Jiggly you have to do it saying, perfect. Jiggly Scrub was talking about Julian Okora. He's starting to step up. We're starting to see some stuff yep. out of him. It's like, holy cow. At the beginning of the year, oh my gosh, that scratch. was awesome. He's a healthy yeah, scratch. Fourth on the depth chart yeah. best. Yeah. And then he comes in today and has himself. Like, you're asking, why oh, is this guy not on huge, the field? Yeah. And a huge advantage that we've got his brother locked up and him. Mm-hmm. We could sign Julian for a lot longer contract also. Just because of their, their, we're keeping the brothers together. If I was playing with my brother, I'd be working my butt off because they'd be like, heck yeah, I get to play with my brother and do professional football and make millions. Yeah, let's do that. That is the reason Romeo Aguara is still hanging around the team is because his brother is there. And if his brother couldn't get on the field, that's a very, like, he wouldn't be here next year, bluntly. Like, if he spent this entire season, I thought the same thing and couldn't beat out anybody then it doesn't matter that he's the big free agent we signs brother at that point, right? Like that's just a guy who can't play. So like that's. Yeah. And wasn't it Dan Campbell that mentioned that, that he atmosphere. didn't want to be away? Yeah. Like, like it just, it's like all of it is coming together in a nice way in that regard, because yeah, if next year's edge players, because I gotta say, I don't think Trey flowers has any hope in hell of being on this team in 2022. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense to have that guy here. Like he is not going to be happy playing for this team forever. And by the time they're good, he definitely won't be here. Like there is, you cannot justify 2023. Like you could justify 2022 if none of the other edge players on this roster stepped up because like you got to play something. And this defense and, is, is going to have, needs more speed and they know that and they're trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm all for that. When they went to the slow, Sluggish players, I was a little bit hesitant. I wanted speed. I mean, we saw what the new NFL is going to. It was speed. All the, You need speed on the defense. You need people to fly around, go vertical. <laughs> and when one team wasn't going that way in New England, it worked. Because one team can buck the trend yeah. and get all of the good players nobody else wants. But then when it's five teams trying to do that, that's not that anymore. It's the same way with the Tampa 2 back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody That's wants these corners yeah. that can't run with guys that just maul guys at the line of scrimmage. Oh my gosh, Rod Marinelli. Half the league is running. I remember. Teams, including us. <laughs> we had the third best Tampa 2 defense in our own effing division at one point. 
2008. That's why we lost every game is because they played our exact base defense in practice and we never called anything but the base defense. <laughs> yeah. And right. we didn't have good players. Like a perfect storm. But regardless, like this, none of the things that are happening right now are that. And my big concern on offense is that that's what I'm seeing is they just keep doing the same things that aren't working and not really coming out with any new stuff. And yeah. that's how you continue to fail. You know what I mean? But like, uh, we're being positive. Uh, Charles Harris, yeah, uh, right. like he's a good pickup. <laughs> another one, you another I mean? another guy in another yeah. position that we're not going to have to fill, right? And yep, exactly I, with all these injuries, that's why I'm saying you take more shots on those first round picks that aren't working out somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys who've been picked in the first round in the last three years that we could probably pick up for sevenths right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, that are just straight up not working out, and the team just wants to get out of that guaranteed first round pick contract right yep. now. You know, like there are dudes that would yeah, be available do. that like maybe it works. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but True. let's get them at a spot. Where maybe, yeah, maybe we end up picking up a few right players. Now. And if you think about this, if we well, were, I tell you what, I think signing. If we were, ahead. yeah, if we were, if we were still with, you know, um, Patricia and uh, and Quinn, we would be continuing to downgrade at all of these positions with, with, with Ooh. veterans. Right. <laughs> I mean, th- and that's, that's what got us here. at the deadline right now. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Hey, this, this, I mean, but then we'd also sell somebody. <laughs> I mean, we really bottomed out on this thing. And, um, this is, they would have traded Taylor Decker. This is what austri- austerity looks like. This is really what austerity looks like. We're not going to win a lot of games. We may well have the first overall pick. We're going to be one or two. That's that's for sure. For sure, um, Urban Meyer is on the is on the rise right now. We'll see how that goes. Um, we'll see what happens in London when the team leaves and he's still behind. But um, I, I, I it, it's it, this is you know the long term plan is where it's at with this team. It's not happening this year, and and no. It's going to be when I say I want them to make moves. That's not even me saying like, I think they could still win five games this year. Like, I I don't think that that happens. You know what I mean? It's they need to still be able to sell hope to the guys that are here for the rest of this season. A plan. That's or a plan. That's all I'm saying. Like, they have to think these guys have to know, like, okay, we are going to give you a chance to be better than this. Yep. And if, and yeah, like, and I'm just not seeing it right now. Yep. All right, Jesse, we're going to let you go, man. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Hey, can I say one last thought? No. Yeah, go ahead. Can I say one last thought? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so one last thought was that I don't think that next year, though, or even the years coming, as long as we have um, this coaching staff and Dan, I think we're going to have a really good chance of signing some really good free agents because they're going to want to work for this coach because this coaching staff, a lot, he's re- really respected around the, our head coach, right? really respected around the league and a lot of the coaches on our staff are respected around the league. I think when it comes to signing players, we're going to have no problem and I'll leave you with that. All right. Thank you, my man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you. Bye. I will agree with you one season after the upswing starts, (laughs) but not next year. Um, Like that's like if next year they come out and they win six, the year after that will be the year that they will not have trouble getting free agents. I think, I think, you know what I mean? I think the, the, the free agents they'll get are the guys that are in a bad situation that don't like who they're, they're that are working for Matt Patricia. Those are guys that'll want to come here and, and, and build something. And I think they they'll see depending, I think our best free agency period will probably be after the draft. Unfortunately, 
um, that kind of second free agency because players will see what they're doing the and what they're building. Wave. Yeah, yeah. Where he looked at that and went, yeah, I think I can make that team. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking guys that, you know, maybe even you know some better players that are holding for the yeah. right kind of fit um, to see what this team is doing, the direction they're going, or maybe they can sell them early on, on what's going on. We'll we'll see how, how that plays out. But uh, Thunder C. Smith, I love your name. I would say it, but they we get demonetized if you use the C word. So um, there's absolutely no way this team wins more than one game this year, and that's stretching it. I will say that you're you're potentially correct, but I think there's if there's there's four two games that present goals they've already won two, <laughs> um, like. Gust of wind, yeah. two victories. Like, it, well, it's hard to get a gust of wind at Ford Field, so maybe one. But there's four games to look at going forward. Well, I don't um, know. Tony was talking about wind chills at the Metrodome. Right, right, right. It's Tony, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, four games to watch. Four games to watch this year for potential. Uh, the Eagles mm-hmm. game at home. Um, the Steelers game. That's at Heinz. Heinz Field, Heinz Park, whatever the heck. I don't know, Heinz Ketchup. Um, Heinz Field, yeah. yeah it's, so it's in Pittsburgh. So they're over there uh, for that one. Probably not as much, but the Steelers aren't a, aren't a great team. But there's an opportunity there. And then we've got the Bears and Vikings at home again. And I don't think the Bears are as good as they looked against the Lions the first time. So I, it, and it's a divisional game. Those are always something. And then we have the Vikings at home as well. And we just lost to them on the road. So, look, I don't think we win all four. I don't think we lose all four. Either one is actually possible, but those are the four games that if you're thinking the Lions are going to win, you probably want to look at one of those like, to see where it's at. Of all of all six games, there has been one where the Lions look like a team that might go 0-17. And I'm going to be real blunt when I say this. Week one, the Green Bay Packers looked like a team that might go 0-17. Every team has bad games. Yep. This is what the Lion, this Lions team looks like when they have a bad game. Yeah. You know, we've seen what they look like when they have a good game twice, but even those weren't their best games on both sides of the ball. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we saw the defense step up a couple times and the offense just disappeared. So like, that's, that's the thing is what the defense does doesn't matter if the offense can't score 20 points, you know, and it's and inevitable. that is where we're at right now. It's inevitable that they will put both sides of the ball together in a game. It just is. Now, it's, is it, is yeah. it when we play, the Cardinals or the Packers? Well, that stinks <laughs> because yeah, it won't, might not be enough, right? But it, those other teams, if we can do it, if we can put it together, and you don't even have to put it together all the way for those four games in order to be able to eke out a win. So, No, you just have to have a good day when someone else is having a bad day and you're going to win that game because this is not a team that is full of players who should not be in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like yep. I said something similar to that about our wide receiver crew earlier, but like our wide receiver five is probably good enough to be a wide receiver five. It's just that our wide receiver two is probably good enough to be a wide receiver five. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, but Ooh. even with that said, if we're looking for another positive, uh, like we have depth, we don't have starters. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to backfill the entire roster. Like they could trade away every pick after round four next year. This is the opposite of the Mayhew era. We have those guys. It's, it is the literal exact opposite, but like, like we just need, like if you have to move to move up two spots in the second, you have got to throw away a seventh round pick. Okay. And it was funny because (laughs) I kind of, I kind of saw the plan early with Quinn to build that depth and get depth of players that we didn't have. But the problem was, was yeah, we kept selling the starters 
and building depth. And that isn't the way to build a football team. Yep. And the free agents we would sign would be guys like John Batamosi level. Yeah. You know, like I know that was a not a that was a Mayhew guy, but like same idea, right? Like mm-hmm. if we would just bring in like this two and a half million dollar guy who's here to play special teams and be our seventeenth cornerback, like why is that not an undrafted free agent playing that position? <laughs> like bring him in, tell him if you are going to make this team, it is as this. You need to study it. You're some kind of freak athlete. They'll be the best at that you can be, yeah. you know, and bring in 10 of those. Yeah. And you're probably going to get one that's as good as the guy you're paying two and a half million. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like we, we keep talking about Quintricia and like, um, they touched us I'm starting to get over it. Right. You know in the I mean? fandom. Like, I'm telling you this, this is, we're paying the price for their regime and it still carries on. That's the thing I'm looking forward to is not having to talk about them anymore. You know what I mean? Because like, that is why we are where we are. Like you think Brad Holmes wanted this, you think this is his dream team that he's built. No, this is the best he could get with what he had because every free agent this off season, like people dog him for not signing wide receivers, but why would the wide receivers want to come here? If they had any other options. Luke, I'm not seeing it ring at all, man. Um, give it a go. I'm happy to answer. I'm answering them all when they, when they, when the line yep. is empty. So, all right. Um, let's see. I'll get my, my wrap here. We got the, uh, Jared Goff. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm irreparably out. I mean, not, nothing's irreparable. It's but always irreparable. Boy, yeah, exactly. boy, it's, it's, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. Um, right now you're saying like, I don't think there's any water in this desert. Right. Right. It, it may, <laughs> I, even, even if he, I mean, as good as he could potentially play, it may still require him releasing pictures of his girlfriend on top of it to win me back. That's how bad this is. This is bad shape stuff, man. Um, this, oh. I, I'm, I am just, he, today was enough data for me to be out on golf. Um, but he is not the only problem again. Just look at the first drive, the penalties that we got that, that prevented us from getting a first down on a beautiful pass from Jared Goff to yep. TJ Hawkinson. Um, perfect, perfect pass. Has he made bad passes? Yeah, That's, he's made plenty of them. That's just the way it is. Um, the wide receivers, he had eight seconds to throw the ball. Why didn't he throw the ball? Because beyond eight yards, no one can be open. No one can get open, period. The wide receivers cannot get open downfield. And Jared Goff is not Matthew Stafford. Everybody's used to Matthew Stafford throwing the ball in these mm-hmm. tight little windows. He can't do that. And if you hate Goff now, you're really going to hate him if he tries throwing into those kind of windows because yeah. those balls will be picked every guy. single time. Every time. Even every that throw time. to Cephas. If he throws that ball the way he has to throw that ball to complete that pass, the safety gets there and picks that off. Yep. I will. I will go to the grave screaming about that one. <laughs> because, yes, a quarterback can make that throw. Jared Goff cannot make that throw. Yep. Yep. And that's a problem. That is a problem in and of itself. Like that is something that is a limiting factor. Yep. So we've got problems at wide receiver. They can't get open. That's why we're throwing behind the sticks all the time because yep. people cannot get open beyond eight yards downfield. Um, the play calls like a one, six, one, like a one deep safety, six guys at basically the sticks. Yep. 
So the only thing that's there is under six guys. So they catch the ball. There are four guys there to tackle him before he gets to the sticks every single time. And that's the Detroit Lions passing offense right now. And, is, that's and, the only thing that's ever going to be open. They take it. It doesn't work. And I see Luke, and, and he's going to look, look, look at the whole context here. Do they get open sometimes? Sure. Sometimes they do. Except the problem is, is Sewell winds up letting a guy blast past him. Right or or Jared Goff has to scramble because if Jared Goff doesn't have to scramble, maybe he does see the guy over on the right side, but right. he has to vacate the premises. He goes left. The play is on the right, or he misses the throw. But you can't say the wide receivers are open because very very often they are not. And no. there's a whole series of and things that, that have from to all happen. The constantly, yeah. There's a whole series of things that have to happen for a, for a quarterback to get the the ball to like everybody. Oh God, who was it? Was it you, Ash? That that broke down the uh, the Amon Ra play this is my favorite one it's, yeah. it's exactly it's exactly the best example of everyone cephas is open cephas is open over the middle he wasn't yeah, the open. only person going against that narrative <laughs> <laughs> he he wasn't open he didn't even turn for the ball by the time he turned looking for the ball golf was on his ass there was yeah, if golf he, throws that ball cephas turns and gets the ball in his face yeah he wasn't like, open that's the point he's ready to catch that yeah it, it, like it's not Madden where you just hit the button and his head immediately turns, you know, like that's just not it's like these, we've seen Cephas take a ball off the dome when somebody threw it too early. These screenshots of guys being open, right, is is, you know, is lacking context. And and that's they the also edited room. out the like this whole chunk of the screen about that much of the frame. Right. Which uh, had a safety in it, to be perfectly blunt. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wasn't going to get there for a quick throw, you know what I mean? But he throws a little loft out in there, and that's that's a pick. Mm-hmm. It's 100% an interception. Yeah. And But I didn't want to retweet the guy and basically be like, so why did you cut off that, that chunk of the screen? Yep. So, like, like <laughs> and so, Luke, Luke I, I'll tell you, like, today's a great example. Swift was wide open. They say it would have been a touchdown. I think that the people may may have had angles to get to Swift before he made it, but it was a huge chunk play at minimum, right? It was a giant play no matter what. Goff, again, we we talked about it earlier, three wide receivers on the right, one wide receiver on the left. Swift motions to the right to bunch it to four. They all go out. Swift is wide open. Goff feels some pressure. Doesn't see the open Swift, but the pressure comes around the time Swift is open. So okay, I can I can I can feel that a little bit. We we just got to get you got to move a little bit and get some space to where we can throw the ball. Fine, but he rolled left. He rolled left to where one receiver was, where rather than where all his targets were. The whole idea of having four receivers is what Ash. If you were to put four receivers on one side of the field, what would you expect them to do for each other? Well, um, I would expect them to run patterns that uh, run interference with uh, various concepts of coverage uh, so that they're, regardless of what the coverage is called, one of them is likely to pop open. Exactly. And he <laughs> went to where they weren't. And that was that was terrible decision-making on his point. This is, this is yeah, all... Like unless you got four bad. guys running crossing routes, that's not how that's supposed to go. And if you're doing that, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. And the play calls. I mean, it's just it's just across the board bad. You, you have no talent wide receiver. You have low talent to, yeah. at 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 a quarterback. You have bad play and the calls. You didn't have, you have a ton on of your offensive penalties. line are injured. Yeah, you have you have guys covering up the wrong. I mean, this is simple. That was what the other play was in the first in the first drive. Illegal formation. You covered yep. up the yeah. <laughs> 
this is it's always something always someone is screwing up and that's what's driving me bonkers with this team all right will harris experiment a new guy that's probably even gonna get worse yeah you know like new guys don't play better or they don't play smarter right away yep yep oh man um um the quarterback has to be able to anticipate them being open um he had eight seconds and none of them were open <laughs> none of them were open and that that's yeah. one play i get it other times he's running around there's a lot of there's a lot of things that happen each play uh don h can we end the uh will harris experiment now i don't know if we can do it now but it's definitely probably on the on the front burner for next year I think That's the safety the same is going to be category of like who do you play because they all suck. Yep. Like we have Tracy Walker and nothing. Can we just invent a defense where we just play nothing but corners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the quarter. Well, we don't have good corners either. <laughs> no. No, it's 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 a tough time. It's a tough time to be a Lions fan, but we have depth. <laughs> Next year we'll start drafting tar- starters <laughs> and uh Here's open. Yeah. I, I think next year, I mean, you're looking ahead, right? Next year's going to be tough, too. It's a five- or six-win year for this team, all heading in the yeah. right direction, right? Hopefully. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a, a thing I heard in a book called Atomic Habits is you need to be less concerned about where you are than you are about where you're going. Yep. And I think that is the mindset that a Lions fan needs to take this year to not be just perpetually furious because yeah. this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like we are going to be bad. We knew this going into the year, but actually living it is something different. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that's, we do it on an intellectual level. Yeah. Now we get to know it on an emotional level yeah. and just be it. It's, you know what I mean? Like when I go to work tomorrow, someone's going to be like, Oh man, sure sucked yesterday. Didn't they? And I'm going to be like, yes, yes, they did. Yeah. But tomorrow, I, I get to eat. I get to eat that. This is <laughs> this is that. this is the situation. You overspent your credit cards. You're barely staying afloat, paying the bills. You just can't yeah. go get the extra coffee. You can't go out to eat. You got to. You're living the austere lifestyle, yeah. and it no sucks. No avocado toast for us. Yeah, yeah. No, it sucks. It's misery to get through it. But when you get to the other side, you've grown. You're better. You're stronger, and um, life. You you appreciate things on the other side a lot more so that's where you're at that's where this team is and that's what we're doing it's it's definitely going to be a thing where you shake out the, the big fans the true fans i think uh, stadium is going to be tough to fill with lions fans this year potentially next year um i think you'll you know every year there's people that fly in with tons of hype and excitement right and, and about this time is when the 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 rubber meets the mo- the road, and so many shake out. <laughs> but you've got about a two year shakeout going between before yeah. the bandwagon hops up again, and people start. Oh yeah, the Fairweather fans are not coming back for quite some time. Yeah, I predict in twenty twenty three there will be an influx of new Lions podcasts ready to. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and they'll last until week six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The first time it's not fun to do it. Yeah. Yep. 62. 62 losses, post-game losses right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to call it a show. Thank All you, right. everybody, for joining us. Really appreciate it. And uh, Luke, man, I didn't see any calls come in. I, I would have answered them. Definitely happy to be on the show. I know you talked to Casey. He was trying to put something together, and it fell through. Happy to, to get together do a collab or something, man. Love, love the chat. be awesome. 
Uh, with that, though, we're going to call it a show. Thank you. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get access to the Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. I'm telling you, these guys are the... Pro- it's how I found Ash. Well, no, that's not how I found him, but I found him on the side of the road with a, in a box of kittens. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at D-E-T Lions Podcast. D-E-T Lions Podcast. And at Mr. Tweetson. Mr. Tweetson. Uh, both one of us will be pants free guaranteed also call us call us via skype detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or call us the lions line at 929-33-LIONS it's 929-335-4667 be sure to go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast so we can pop it up in all of your boxes automatically thank you for tuning in we're going to see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters uh no problems. Oh, yeah, no hot tubs. No problems. Because <laughs> we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.